Dudes Talk Sports, hosted by Will Thomas and Chad Tujak. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dudes Talk Sports. I'm your solo host today, Chad Tujog. Will is MIA. And uh, so today, happy Friday. I uh, hope everyone had a good time enjoying watching Olivier Vernon and uh, the Eagles offensive line, or defensive line, really, go to work. Uh, it was a pretty poor showing for Thursday night football, especially as far as offensive line play is concerned. Um, anyways, without further ado, we'll get on to this week, which is a review of last week uh, from a daily fantasy pr- perspective and from a total fantasy perspective. Um, earlier last week, Will reviewed Bellator and also reviewed uh, football from week four. Uh, since then, we've had the Conor McGregor and uh, Khabib debacle. Uh, which we won't cover in this specific podcast. Uh, this is just going to be analytics and s- some interesting things from last week and things to expect from this week. So here we go. Um, for this past week, I know some people were pretty disappointed in the way some of their players performed. Um, notable busts from last week. I would say the most impressive one um, was probably either had to been Calvin Ridley uh, or Amari Cooper. Um, Calvin Ridley posted 7.9 points. Amari Cooper put up two, a blazing two, in what should have been a plus matchup for him. I uh, was pretty disappointed myself to see that um, that Oakland offense struggle as much as it did. I mean, as much as I like Derek Carr and uh, what he has is like a talent for a quarterback, I was disappointed to see him struggle so much. I think that no one really respects their running game. I'm not sure... If it's cool for me to say this, but I don't think Marshawn Lynch is beast mode anymore. I just don't think he has it. Either that or that offensive line just doesn't have the juice either. So um, they think they should go back to to step one in that offense and figure out how do we protect Derek Carr and give him time to throw balls uh, where he's comfortable enough. Right now, uh, or I guess in football, when you see a struggling offensive line against pass rush, what you do is you shuttle it off to quick passes and and uh, and running plays, and I think you see that's where Jalen Rashard's been thriving from a fantasy perspective. He's been getting a lot of catches because uh, one, they've been playing from behind; he's their pass catching back, and two, Marshawn Lynch is just ineffective. Um, so I think we're seeing like a lot of success coming from from Jared Cook and Jalen Rashard um, in alternating weeks, uh, but it is a little stressful to see someone as talented as Amari Cooper not succeed. Another one that uh, I was very disappointed in was Jordan Reed. Um, he had another plus matchup, uh, and really the Redskins just kind of got stomped. Alex Smith was very disappointing. Uh, I thought that one was going to be a shootout. Will Fuller, I wouldn't say that he disappointed. We kind of thought that Will Fuller was going to play that Kenny Stills fantasy role of the boom and bust guys, so um, he just posted some pretty Good scores a couple weeks in a row and then kind of busted out at three and a half points last week. Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup let people down. Uh, we're praying for them, hoping that they get better. They both left the game with concussions, but it gave Robert Woods a chance to blow up and it gave Todd Gurley his consistent floor to go ahead and continue thriving from a fantasy perspective. Some, some monsters from last week, though. Um, I think everybody should start the scat backs playing against Atlanta. Um, last week it was James Conner. This week I think they play the Bucks. Um, so I'm not sure that I would trust any of their running backs, but definitely look for Chris Godwin and Deshaun Jackson to kind of show out. Um, obviously Antonio Brown also went ham. 
against the Falcons. So you can look towards maybe Mike Evans to get at least a lot of volume with Jameis Winston coming back to the lineup. I'm not sure that – so with him coming back into the starting lineup, I'm not sure if that boosts Mike and Deshaun's values or lowers it. The only one that I know it really does help is Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait was a top 10 tight end, actually a top 5 tight end last year, uh, thanks to Jameis Winston's reliance on him. I do expect him to continue that trend when Jameis comes back. Uh, they have a great rapport, and this should be a plus matchup for Cameron Brait. Odell Beckham last week performed very well um, as a passer and as a receiver. He had that 57-yard touchdown to Saquon Barkley. I'm going to be honest with you, OBJ. you got to lead your receivers, brother. If Saquon wasn't as athletic as he is, he might have dropped that, but he's a beast. He did his thing. Um, Odell posted an 8-131 and one touchdown stat line, which was impressive uh, considering that Eli Manning looks awful and that the offensive line looks like Swiss cheese. So go go OBJ for just kind of putting the team on your back and, and still losing, but they lost in kind of like a, an epic way. Graham Gano hitting a 63-yard field goal, which at one time had like a three-way tie or five-way tie for the NFL record. Um, so that was interesting. Eric Ebron continues to to stun and amaze with Jack Doyle on the brink. Um, Jack Doyle is actually questionable to return this week, but I still think Eric Ebron continues his trend of being Andrew Luck's number one target in Indianapolis, especially T.Y. Hilton down. Chester Rogers is another good name in Indy to kind of keep a hold of just to see where everything is uh, with T.Y. T.Y. kind of hurting. Um, and Jack Doyle also out. Chester Rogers has been reliable. Um, he had nine targets last week, so something to, ca- to kind of look out for. Isaiah Crowell blew up after he's wiping his butt with the tears of everybody in Cleveland, even though they lost to Cleveland. Um, so, dude posted 219 yards on 15 attempts. And, uh, Jesus, I mean, that's insane. In Absolutely insane. Uh, I don't really know where he goes from there. He averaged almost 15 yards a carry, um, but uh, he's wiping his butt with the tears of <clears throat> of like everybody in fantasy football right now. So probably of all the people who benched him too. Devontae Adams had an unsurprising stat line with Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison out, and the chemistry between Jimmy Graham and Aaron Rodgers not really not really working. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is like a real chemistry-based guy, so... If it works for Aaron, he's just going to keep doing it. And uh, it worked for him last week to the tune of 9-140 and a touchdown. This week, Devontae gets a plus matchup against a 49ers squad that will probably not be playing very well. Um, I actually am looking at Green Bay this week to get Aaron Jones and Tymont really running, uh, really revved up. I don't imagine Devontae Adams will have quite as busy of a week as he did last week against Detroit. Uh, because they don't expect the Packers to be playing from behind. Uh, I think C.J. Bethard or Bethard or Beat Hard, whatever he wants to call himself, um, will struggle against the revamped Packers D, which isn't terrible, but did get worked by Detroit. So we'll see how that goes. I think Aaron Rodgers fumbled the ball three times, and Mason Krabs we missed or whiffed, whiffed as many times last week as I do at the bar on a weekly basis. So. Antonio Brown did his normal thing where he talked about him. Robbie Anderson had his one-week wonder, 30 points, dropped a, 
a, a total Robbie Anderson stat line. Three catches for 123 and two touchdowns. I mean, guys, don't expect this to happen every week or even often. Um, I did get dominated last week by Zach Ertz. Uh, I'm sure Julie would be jealous to hear that, but um, I was playing against him last week in a league that I care very much about. And at halftime, he had 2.7 fantasy points. Uh, I'm assuming that's like one catch for 17 yards. But he did finish with an 11, 10, and 110. 11 targets, 10 catches, and 110 yards with the touchdown receiving line, which is nauseating to say to me because I was winning before that game by 15 points. And needless to say, I lost by 15 points. So um, I would not look for a repeat performance from Traquan Smith. Uh, over in New Orleans, he's a uh, <clears throat> he's owned in exactly one percent of leagues, but they had him they had him out there against the threes. I mean, they were they worked wash or they worked um, him in. Uh, I, I'm not sure what happened to Michael Thomas on a lot of those plays, but Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, kind of just sat most of the game. They were getting they were dominating Washington. Uh, it wasn't even close. Alex Smith, like I said earlier, just just played awful. Um, and then uh, last but not least, we'll just cover Saquon Barkley Day, Saquon Barkley type things, uh, catching it, running it. He really did it all. Um, four receptions for 81 yards and two touchdowns. Doesn't even tell the story. He also almost uh, – he only averaged like 3.3 yards per carry or 3.2 yards per carry, but that's just because they were playing from behind against a, a very interesting Carolina offense. So, anyways, that's enough for the monsters from last week. Let's go into people that I think they're going to bust for this week. So feel free to spam me, email me, text me, and send me all your hate mail. Um, but I think Allen Robinson, for all the love that I've given him, is going to have a tough week this week. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, things are on his side this week. Corey Davis, who's been getting so much volume, I'm like really disappointed in Corey Davis, actually, just like as a as a player. Or I don't know if I'm disappointed in him or if I'm disappointed in Marcus Mariota, but that offense is struggling. Um, you know, if he could switch places with another Corey, Corey Clement, he'd probably be in a, a much better position. Um, but, I don't know, Corey Davis is, is definitely letting me down. Um, another person that I think will bust this week, and I don't think Alvin Kamara will bust next week. He's on bye this week, but uh, I think that was like an aberration. I mean, they were winning pretty much the whole game. Uh, I think that they had to get Mark Ingram reinvolved. So don't – if you can buy Alvin Kamara low, that's a great idea because when they're in a crunch situation and they're playing good games, Alvin Kamara is going to be the go-to guy. This week, uh, another person that I personally believe will uh, struggle, I guess, per se, is going to be <coughs> Stefan Diggs. I think that uh, it will be a pretty good day for Adam Thielen. Um, that's just uh, what the cards say. It looks like also, oh man, it looks like also that uh, Kenny Stills is probably going to have another slump day. So um, I would not, I, I mean, you have to start Stefan Diggs. You can't bench Stefan Diggs. I would probably start Allen Robinson if I didn't have like a strong wide receiver core. Um, people that I think that will go off this week, uh, David Johnson, Christian Kirk. And the reason I believe that is you just kind of have to look at the game script when it comes to these games. The Cardinals play the Vikings, and the Vikings passing D has not played to its potential. Uh, they have two of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, and they're just not playing 
very good football right now. So I expect David Johnson, who is a pass-catching running back, to have some uh, a pretty good game this week. Uh, I also think that Jarvis Landry is going to have a pretty good game this week. Um, uh, I know they're playing like a stout Chargers, Chargers D, but <clears throat> the Chargers have been playing extremely, extremely efficient football. I think Philip Rivers is being snubbed as an MVP candidate right now, and it's atrocious because he's playing much better football against much better teams than Tom Brady. Um, it's it's sad to me. I know that Philip Rivers has been like a long-standing guy that uh, probably one of the best quarterbacks to never won a Super Bowl, uh, especially definitely the best active quarterback to not have won a Super Bowl. Um, can't think of another one. If you know. If you think of them, message me. Let me know. Uh, tweet at me, bro. Um, anyways, uh, Philip Rivers playing an MVP level, but playing efficient football. So what's going on is, you know, he's making 23 attempts. Uh, he's scoring, and they're running up the game. If it's 28 to zero, the Browns are gonna be throwing the ball the whole time. They do struggle against number one wide receivers. So I think that the Browns are definitely going to be passing to Jarvis Landry. If they give him a more exotic route tree, I think he scores a lot better points. But I think with Baker Baker, uh, he's going to bake a dozen in there. So I think Jarvis Landry might have like 10 cat, ten targets this game, and it'll be a pretty good game for him. Uh, moving on, my next monster for this week, I think Tyreek Hill will have a day in New England. And... I know he's been kind of missed for the last couple weeks uh, after everyone saw him explode for like 40 fantasy points in PPR leagues. But this week, I believe in him. You got to roster him. If you trade, if you can trade for him now, trade for him before the Sunday deadline, start him. Melvin Gordon, uh, as we just appraised the situation in uh, in Chargerland in LA. I was about to say San Diego. Um, I think that's just going to be a humongous game for Melvin Gordon. He catches the ball extremely well. The Browns' pass defense is actually stout. I know people don't think of a good defense. They don't think of they don't think of the Browns, but that's a good passing defense. A lot, of, you know, Drew Brees struggled against the Browns. Um, I think that if the Chargers dominate the Browns this week, hands down, I would say that Philip Rivers is a much more qualified MVP candidate than Drew Brees. You heard it here first. I'm just saying they're going to say this on ESPN next week that Drew Brees is the guy. And you're going to say, no, we heard that on Dudes Talk Sports, bro, so just back off, all right? McCaffrey, another great candidate to explode this week. I mean, I, I think he's kind of like a no-brainer start at this point. Um, but he does have a pretty heads-up matchup against the Redskins, who got dominated in the short game by Mark Ingram. And if Alvin Kamara would have played that game, it would have been a lot different. I think it would have been even, maybe even worse, and they would have been out of their cleats in a couple minutes. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to move these guys out of their cleats. Um, next monster, James White. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think James White's going to be a busy man. Um, so this Chiefs, this Chiefs offense has been putting people on their heels. They've been ice skating all over the field. Uh, it's, these have been some high-scoring games. The Chiefs actually um, didn't do great against the Niners' defense after the second half, but we saw Matt Breida just take a couple to the house, and I think that James White kind of replicates that. Uh, Sonny Michelle actually also, if they play more in the passing game, might put up some solid numbers too, but I think James White takes the case for this one. My last monster for this upcoming week is actually the entire, entire Atlanta offense 
um, complete entire Atlanta offense. So I think that um, uh, the Bucks defense has shown exactly what it's good for. Uh, unfortunately, it's not for very much. I mean, without Ryan or without Ryan Fitzpatrick playing, uh, it's been interesting to say the least. However, I am not sure that um, James Winston is going to be really any better. Uh, he hasn't played in a couple of weeks. This is kind of like a where you know week six into the football season, and I just don't see where anywhere in his game where James Winston plays better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're almost the same player. Uh, you know, James Winston might be like a little younger and a little more athletic, but they both play hot games and then freak out and start throwing a lot of deep passes and just throw a lot of interceptions. So uh, James Winston had the good grace in college to be able to recover from those interceptions. In the NFL, it doesn't work like that. You can't just throw three picks and expect to make a crazy comeback victory every week. So with that being said, I think that I like the entire Atlanta offense. Devonta Freeman is starting with a bone breeze. He bone bone breeze bone bruise this week. He's he's been resting, so I don't love him. But I think we trust in Calvin Ridley again this week. I think Julio Jones is another strong start this week. Uh, Muhammad Sanu is a wide receiver three flex play this week, and that is where I am at with with that. In regards to DFS for my DFFers, D, DFFers, DFFers. Daily fantasy efforts. Anyways, um, for my DFS guys, um, my highest value this week is Russell Wilson versus Oakland. And here's why. Russell Wilson accounted for all except for one touchdown last year. Uh, And that was one rushing touchdown that somebody else sniped. Other than that, Russell Wilson did all the rushing, did all the passing. He'll take the garbage out for you. He does it all. So with that being said, I think that Russell Wilson is going to do this weekend to Oakland what Saquon Barkley did to the Eagles' uh, rush defense in the second quarter last night. And I think he's just going to run all over. I mean, they have the 28th-ranked defense against the pass when you're passing to running backs. They have the 22nd-ranked rush defense. And look for Doug Baldwin to get some passes, but look for Tyler Lockett. Um, Oakland's got the 21st-ranked Pass defense against wide receiver two. So look for Tyler Lockett to do Tyler what Tyler Lockett does to get open in the clutch. Um, another person that I wanted to shout out to um, was Baker Mayfield um, and Jarvis Landry. So the Chargers, uh, as I said earlier, are 32nd in the NFL against defending wide receiver ones. Um, but Baker is extremely, extremely efficient. He's on D on DraftKings. He's ranked, I think he's priced at 5,500. So um, for him to be a like 18-point guy gives him a three-time multiplier for his value, and I think that's totally worth it. The Chargers are boasting like a 23rd-ranked pass defense, and I think that's a, that's a strong start there. Baker doesn't move a lot. He's a pocket guy, which I like, but he can move. And, um, you know, I think 30% of their snaps do Johnson Jr. on the field anyways. So he's going to pass it to a wide receiver or he's going to pass it to a running back. Either way, he's passing the ball. He's putting up points. He's putting up dubs. Um, I think that if you're looking to stream a quarterback, that's definitely a guy you want to go to. Um, Another advantage, another thing to take care of, or another... God. God, math. Another... 
vulnerable defense. I don't even know where I'm looking for here. Um, another opportunity to take advantage of is Tampa Bay's defense against Austin Hooper. Tampa Bay is 31st in the NFL against block against guarding tight ends. I mean, Tampa Bay has the worst pass defense in the NFL. What did they do to get better this offseason from last offseason? Literally nothing from the pass defense perspective. So um, start Austin Hooper, start uh, Julio Jones, start Muhammad Sanu, start everybody. Throw the whole dish sink at this defense, honestly. If you have all those people on the team, really start the whole team. One of them will not make a lot of points, but the rest of them will get like at least double digits. Um, another good start, I think, surprise start, would be Jimmy Graham against San Fran's defense. Uh, San Fran's 25th in the NFL at guarding tight ends, uh, but surprisingly good at guarding wide receiver ones. Um, so like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I don't really see Devontae Adams having the same week because I don't see them playing from behind it any way, shape, or form in this game. I think Green Bay kind of scores in their opening drive and doesn't look back. Uh, uh, but Richard Sherman's been playing plus football. He was injured for a couple weeks. Um, him and Devontae, he actually matches up pretty well against Devontae Adams. Uh, where Richard Sherman doesn't match up well against is like a is like a Tyreek Hill, Marquise Goodwin, Taylor Gabriel type wide receiver. But against Devontae Adams, he matches up pretty well in a space player. So anyways, that is my that is my predictions for DFS for fantasy. Highest valued highest value quarterback is Russell Wilson. I've called those pretty good um, all year this year. Um, I know I called Cam Newton a couple times, Russell Wilson this week, um, Philip Rivers a couple weeks ago. Uh, one that I missed on was Derek Carr last week, so that was kind of a that was kind of a bummer. But um, and Blake Bortles is actually pretty surprisingly good too. But uh, look at T.J. Yeldon to continue his work with Leonard Fournette being Leonard Fournette as we called the beginning of the season. He's he's not overrated. He's a great running back when he's on the field. Um, so anywho. Um, through the looking glass here, um, the picks that I put in for this week, and I want to explain them because I don't want people to hate my picks. Um, I picked the Eagles last night, so you guys know how that went. Um, I have the Falcons against the Bucks just because that pass defense is so bad for the Bucks. I did pick the Panthers over the Redskins. Redskins have been doing some really shady shit, so they'll win some, they'll lose some. I mean, the Redskins just wiped the floor with the Packers. And I just, I'm just i just so confused at how Adrian Peterson like shows up sometimes but doesn't show up sometimes and dislocates his shoulder but still playing. Like It's kind of confusing. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But I, I picked the Panthers. I do have the Seahawks over the Raiders. I appreciate that John Gruden is making like a million dollars a game or like $600,000 a game. Um, but he needs to figure out that offensive line before – he even dreams of winning more games. He's, I mean, that team is not going to the playoffs. They're not doing anything. They have this very talented offense. Jordy Nelson is a high-efficiency catcher. Uh, he's just not doing anything special with that offense. Um, I did pick the Jets over the Colts. Um, I might get some shade from this for some indie fans. I just think the Jets are playing better football. And while I don't think Sam Darnold is as good as Andrew Luck, I just think the Jets have a better team. The Colts are perennially banged up, and that's – Literally, they're knock. No pun intended. So, um, I have the Vikings over the Cardinals. I think everybody does. I did pick the Bengals over the Steelers, and here's why. The Bengals are in an actual machine. They're oiled. 
Sometimes they break a little bit. There's some injuries going on now. The Steelers, to me, feel chaotic. Like, we don't know who's starting, who's on the team. Some people are in Miami on jet skis and making mixtapes. And some people have haircuts and some people have hair. Like, it's just weird what Connor and Brown have going. Like, do they go to the same barber? Do they donate the hair to Locks of Love? I don't know. There's not a lot of organization there. And I just think that the Bengals win this game. Everyone's Everyone that is healthy, uh, which would be Mixon, Boyd, and A.J. Green, kind of promote more happy thoughts to me than Brown and Connor and Juju Schuster-Smith just because of the fact that they're organized. It's it's an organized... Is the talent better on the Steelers? Absolutely. The Steelers are just not playing efficient football right now, and that scares me. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. Chargers-Browns. So the Chargers, if anyone was going to lose the Browns again, it would be the Chargers. Uh, but I trust in Phillip Rivers, and I know that he, like, always gets a really bad luck in these games against the Browns or, like, lesser teams, and he always loses games he's not supposed to. But I'm giving it to the Chargers. Texans and Bills, it pains me to pick the Texans because I want the Bills to win. After everything that Jalen Ramsey said about Josh Allen, I really want the Bills to just go undefeated and win the Super Bowl with a bunch of wide receivers that nobody really knows who they are, except for like Kelvin Benjamin and Zay Jones, who like is psychotic. So, uh, but I picked the Texans. They're just a talented team. It's a different game if Will um, Fuller doesn't play, but with the emergence of Kiki Cutie, uh, Kiki Cutie, KKQT, KKQTE. Um, you know, I think the Texans have a balanced offense anyways. Lamar Miller's a bust, of course, but it's not like the Bills are stopping the rush defense anyway. So, Bears and Dolphins, I have the Bears. Um, I watched an interview today with Ryan Tannehill, and I thought to myself, where's Jay Cutler? I thought Jay Cutler was still the quarterback over there. So, um, that tells you how I feel about the Dolphins. Uh, I just want to see more Frank Gore. I'm a Niners fan, and I just want to see Frank Gore on every play. Two yards to carry, run it with Gore. You know, I don't care i just wanted to, to be the all-time rush leader i want to keep playing football and i want to keep doing it for miami 305 till i die so ravens and titans uh you know the ravens and the titans are both conundrums they play really good games well the titans don't play really good games but they win games that they shouldn't like titans should not have beat the jags uh and the ravens should not have i feel like they shouldn't have lost any of the games they lost this season um but they did to the bengals that was a rough one too they should have won that game chiefs at pats so if anybody can beat and get into the head of Pat Mahomes, it's Bill Belichick. And his record against rookie quarterbacks is so unbelievably impressive that uh, I would expect him to beat Pat Mahomes based on that record. Now, I know Pat Mahomes is a sophomore quarterback. However, this is his first season starting. Dude, if anyone's going to knock that fluffy-headed guy off of his high horse, it's going to be Bill Belichick. And uh, Pat Mahomes, actually, I don't know why I say he's a fluffy-headed guy, but uh, he's really good. I'm really uh, excited to watch him. He's playing really great football, and I just am so interested to see how they scheme up against against this like first-year starter quarterback. Um, without Matt Patricia there, it feels like a different defense. It looks like a different defense. Um, but we'll see. I don't think the Patriots even hang into this game, to be honest. But I think the shootout, and I think it's a high-scoring affair, I think the Chiefs win by two scores. 49ers-Packers, <laughs> I mean, I've already said it so many times. I'm such a big Niners fan. I'm just so disappointed that the season has come to, to, to multiple torn ACLs and 
strained calves and losses to the Cardinals. I'm just disappointed. So I give the Packers this one, and uh, I'm just sad. I'm just a sad guy when it comes to the Niners football game. So, anyways, if you hate me, uh, please let me know on Instagram at dudes underscore talk sports. Um, you know, come to the website, check us out, www.dudestalk dudes dash talk dash sports.com um just let me know tweet at us just yell at us anything in general if you feel like our fantasy information helped you if it didn't help you let me know um and uh have a great day have a good fantasy week and if i gave any good advice that anybody listened to it's just Play Alvin Kamara every week at every opportunity. Play Calvin Ridley. Start the entire Atlanta offense. And uh, definitely you are going to come back here and you're going to say, man, I can't believe Stephon Diggs didn't do that well. How would you know? How would you know Tyreek Hill, Jarvis Landry, Melvin Gordon, Christian McCaffrey, James White, and Christian Kirk all went off? How would you know it was going to happen? Who would pick up Christian Kirk off a of free agent waiver wire and start him against Minnesota's defense? Well, guess what? You heard it here first at Dudes Talk Sports. Have a good one, guys. See ya.